0: this is 52, right? <gasps> one year. Y'all have been doing this for one year? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's our 52th week. 52th week.
1: What's the word? Yeah. Oh, my so oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.
0: It's our 52th week. This is the 52th week. <laughs> i like I'm embarrassed to say I wasn't even making a joke when I said that it wasn't it felt right and then immediately I knew it was wrong yeah. but I couldn't come up with the right word and when our eyes looked at you like yeah, what? Judgment yes.
1: eyes.
0: <laughs> what is it 50 seconds it? yes
2: and I even already said that yeah <laughs> she already corrected you
0: Going too fast and furious. Oh, since Christmas. Right. I feel like yep. it's like caught up with me. Like my brain feels like mush. Last week was a big content writing week for me, like mm-hmm. preaching, and so I feel real like dinged out mm-hmm. right now. Real dinged out. Zoomed out. I I'm zoomed out. Yeah. yeah. And you uh, sometimes you forget to count. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. never knew how to count. <laughs> never. Just ask Brad when the credit card comes in. I'm like, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> don't weird. remember that. Yeah. Girl math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready. Mm-hmm. I think so. Three, two. Welcome to Gin and Juice. We are two sisters who grew up humbly in the trailer park and in Sunday school where we weathered the storms of kitchen scissor bangs, purity culture,
2: fundamentalism, culottes, flannel boards, and, and fellowship hall potlucks. potlucks.
0: We remain devout to Jesus as we continue to wrestle out our faith with fear and trembling.
2: We hope to provide a safe space to have real, raw conversations about everything and nothing this and
0: that the secular and the sacred you know, the juxtaposition of all things life. We want to use what the Lord has given us. Snark, quick wit, hard-earned wisdom. We promise to show up, wobbly on some days strong on other days. We aim to be a refreshing palate cleanse in a world starving for hope and light.
2: We're like therapy you can afford.
0: Because we're free.
2: So, welcome to Gin and Juice. We're We're here here to help help a sister sister and brother out. And welcome back to Gin and Juice. This is episode
0: 52. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I'm really bad at math, but I know 52 weeks equals what, Jenny? A year. Oh my gosh. (sighs) happy
2: anniversary we're well, gonna have to look up the date that our first one aired because it feels like it was in march it was in march so how did that work out i did told girl math the year <laughs> i don't know i don't know so maybe this isn't our year i don't know but this is our 52th episode <laughs> It's <is> our 52th. <laughs> so we were right before we recorded
0: we're like yeah this is episode 52 and jessica's like oh what did you say jude it's our 52th episode <laughs> And Jenny and our guest here shamed me with their judgmental eyes. <laughs> I'm tired. I wrote a lot of content last week because I preached and my brain is mush today. Yeah. And I could not think of the word. It's 52nd. 52nd. This is how I felt that time I did that recording or that ad and I was like, philanthropy. <laughs> I still can't say the word right. Philanthropy. That's what I said. It's close. Philanthropy. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. So, we are on our 52th episode, <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us today as we continue our Goals and Grace series. We have the beautiful, the talented, the wise beyond her years, Miss Karis Page with us. Hello. Ooh, welcome, hi. To hi. Thanks for having me. So, oh. for those of you who don't know, Karis is my oldest. She just celebrated her 17th birthday in December. She is a junior in high school and um, she we were talking about goals and grace and she we were talking about just like what it, what it's like for her because you know a lot of these episodes have been setting goals or achieving them in in those phases. Mm-hmm. but Karis in her life stage is at a completely different point in
0: setting a goal right her goals look different at 17 than they do at 40 Mm -hmm. or 30 and so we were jenny and i were talking about that like how interesting it would be to hear her perspective as kind of a voice for her generation not that she represents every single person but um i think she's very she is very wise she is very smart and intelligent she makes really good choices and she's discerning and uh, she's an enneagram one which means she is a perfectionist she's a six She's a six. I changed.
1: <gasps> <laughs> don't don't put me in a box.
0: <laughs> Are you afraid of the box? Um, That's what dri- I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's afraid. <laughs> she's a to her six. Five. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Boom. Are you sure? <laughs> okay, because I I think I'm like if it's possible like an even mix of both
0: oh, because yeah.
1: I have high expectations for myself and others. Yeah. But also like I'm afraid all the time. But is that anxiety? probably exclamation point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? That's fair at your age, still figuring it out. Because I think once you even get into college and you kind of come into like adulthood and you're making like real decisions on your own and things like that, without kind of the safety net of Mm -hmm. parental daily moment by moment kind of guidance, then I think then you can really identify. So I think it's, I love that you're like, I'm bounce. I'm open to Mm -hmm. maybe this, maybe I'm not just a one. Maybe I'm something different.
2: Mm Because it's what motivates you. And I think at 17, sometimes that is hard because what motivates you is uh, not getting grounded from my parents. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Not getting my car taken away. Yeah.
1: Literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. So, yeah. Really good point. Okay. So, I love it. Okay. So, we decided we wanted to interview Karis for her perspective on her life stage. And so, if anybody, if you're raising a teenager or you have a grandchild who's a teenager this is going to be a great conversation for you to hear um kind of their perspective on the goals and goal setting goal achieving and what that feels like in that side of their space and time on this earth mm-hmm. the
2: youths are wonderful i will
0: say yes they are oh,
2: thank you i, I can't stand out when people are like oh kids today mm-hmm Mm-mm. I'm like,
0: shut up. Uh, me too.
2: <laughs> Why don't you talk about parents today All raising right. them?
1: <laughs> right. exactly. How do you think they got like that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So
2: Jess, you yes. have always been a steadier of
0: generations. Yes. So Karis is what generation? She is Gen Z. So Jenny, you and I are Gen X. Really, we are cuspers because we were born in this weird little time when we were at the end of Gen Z. X mm-hmm. and the start of Gen um, Y, and Gen Y are the millennials, mm-hmm. and so uh, we they call us Xennials mostly mm-hmm. because we grew up both with without technology and then kind of with technology later in our. Um, I mean, we didn't have technology till we were in high school, though. It wasn't like we grew up with like video games in hand, you know, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. That's it's different. And we did have the Nintendo. We did have the Nintendo. We did. (laughs) That was super fun when we could steal it back from our mother. We played it all the time. Yeah. Gaga loved her some Super Mario Brothers. I know. I would wake
2: up at 3 a.m. to like go to the bathroom or something and I would hear. Yeah. And she'd be like cousin. Yeah. D word, <laughs> S word. She was a cusser when she lost into Mario saving the princess. And she'd go, "Genie, come here. Show me how to save the princess. I can't get past this level. So I would have to pass the level so she could move on until 5 a.m. And then she's like, oh, I got to get ready for work. Yeah. That
0: was mom. That you know. was mom. Yeah. So uh, so that's Gen X and then Gen Y, the millennials, and then comes Gen Z. And so it depends on which social psychologist that you are reading and studying under and because they will all classify um, – similar time frames but sometimes the years don't exactly match up depending on which social psychologist you're studying
2: kind of like the bible when they talk about like
0: 2000 years
2: here a generation here and you're like what the h yes
0: <laughs> or it used to be like a generation was 100 years and then and then in modern times a generation's 20 years no a generation is not 20 years yeah. anymore like most social psychologists have uh, shortened that Karis falls into gen z And so the oldest Gen Z are now uh, about 26 years old. And the youngest, again, depending on who you're reading, sometimes put them at like 12 or 13. Oh, wow. So Emery is supposed to be, and she would be, my daughter would be the end of Gen Z. I consider her the next generation, which is alpha, mm-hmm. which Jenny, uh, Micah, and Malin are definitely the alpha generation. Definitely Micah. Definitely <laughs> Micah. Definitely. So, but Emery's going to be one of those cuspers. Yeah. So if, if you follow it traditionally. Again I think generational time spans should be shorter mm-hmm. because of the the fast pace at which technology is going and just development <laughs> geopolitical mm-hmm. everything development I, I just think it's faster than that now mm-hmm. so anyway but that's officially it And now our weekly dose
2: brought to you by Medical Center Health System February is still happening and it is American Heart Month.
0: Heart disease doesn't happen overnight. Our eating habits, sleeping schedules, stress level, exercise regimen, or lack thereof, and genetics all play a part in our heart health. It is important to know your numbers. Schedule a screening today. For only
2: $75, we will provide the following screenings so you will know your numbers. Calcium score, blood pressure, weight, no thanks, body mass (laughs) index,
0: cholesterol, and triglycerides. The $75 heart health checkup is available throughout the month of February, and we highly recommend this. You can schedule your heart health checkup by calling 432-640-2255, or you can go to mchodessa.com slash heart scan. We will link all this in our show notes. And now back to our show. So your generation, Karis, on this earth, are between the ages of 26 and say 13. Wow. Okay, okay. So you're in 17. the middle, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you are like the perfect, like Gen Z. Thank
1: you. Yeah. love being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she is a one, <laughs> maybe so.
2: <laughs> TBD, TBD. That's right. Okay. So we had a few, we had to modify our questions just a little bit to accommodate Gen Z and kind of where they're at in their life. And again, Karis, um, you are around kids your age 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. so karis did speak with a few of her friends and just like in in talking just in daily life um when we were kind of brainstorming this episode just kind of the things that are going through their minds right now and goals that they're thinking about setting and what that looks like and how they approach goal setting and failing forward and just the word failure in general because when you're in school failure is not an option right right i mean you see failure and it's like Doomsday, The end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of adapted a few of these mm-hmm. questions. So they're not exactly the same as in previous episodes
1: with our other guests, but along the same lines. Okay. You ready? I think so. Okay. Y'all, I've never done this before. So this is goals and grace. Have some grace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do you,
2: and if you want to talk about some of the friends that you've kind of talked along these same lines with, how do y'all feel about goal setting in general?
1: So I, I feel that there's usually like three boxes that people fit into. The first one, which is kind of where I am, is being overwhelmed by goal setting and kind of just like not knowing where to look and fearing that you might make the wrong decision and, or, or fail your goals. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next one, I feel like, excuse me, there are a lot of people who are very goal driven, Mm -hmm. like they know what they want. Right. Exactly. Go after it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times in that category, people are dead set on that thing that they want. And failure, like you said, failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for those people, failure scares them the most. Okay. Goals. Are, are exciting to them, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's what drives them. Exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. It's their
0: motivator. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, and which is, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, but it can also be scary because it's like, what if it doesn't work out? Yeah, know?
2: and also it's kind of. I mean, I would think it's kind of limiting too. Like, because mm-hmm. I was much that way. Like I was going to be a physical therapist, and that was it. That was mm-hmm. all I had in my mind. Right. Yeah, and so I couldn't think about anything else. And so when failure happened, it was like well crap now what
1: (laughs) yeah it's crippling at that point there
2: was no backup plan. there was no back yeah at all Mm -hmm. yeah so okay good yeah
1: well um yeah i can can relate to that because for the longest time i had my heart set on being a dermatologist and i was very adamant about that so was i (laughs) i was looking forward to those free trials i know i know and that she has expressed her disappointment several times so um (laughs) If I don't disappoint myself,
0: don't worry. I'll be disappointing others. So anyway. (laughs) You're never a disappointment. I'm going to be sad I'm not getting that free filler. (laughs) Hey, it still could happen. You never know. Come on. Come on, Lord. (laughs) I need your favor, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, we
2: we found out the hard way that Karis is terrified, like I have never seen before, of needles. She had to get her blood drawn, which I will say it was a bad blood draw. Like, it was terrible. It was. And
1: that was the first time I had ever gotten my blood drawn. That you remember.
2: Well, yes, exactly. And it was awful. And she was like, "Uh, my life's (laughs) over. I can't do this. Now what? So, yeah. yeah.
1: I was like, I can't imagine doing this to other people every day and, like. Enjoying it. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, I can understand that feeling of, Mm
2: -hmm. like,
1: oh, my gosh, my life's crumbling down. Yeah. Because it was like an existential crisis. Oh, it was. was, I mean, we were,
2: like, praying about it at the dinner table, um, like. Well, you know, my life is over.
1: I'm going to be nothing. (laughs) I will stay home forever. Which I'm still not opposed to,
0: but <laughs> that's Aww. a conversation for another day. Jenny's <laughs> like, I'm not sad about I it. <laughs> I remember at one point telling
2: you like, well, are you going to be lazy and have to live in my basement and clean my house for, you know, to keep, uh, keep your living here and pay for your living? Or are you going to go out and do something with your life? And you're like, the basement option sounds delightful. I'm a great no cleaner. No <laughs>
1: Awesome. <laughs> So anyway, those are two categories. And then another category I see is like well, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, so I'm just not going to make any goals at all ever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and I get that because it's like like we talked about that fear of failure is crippling. Yeah. And a lot of people and honestly, I see it more with people who don't have like a support system like I do, which mm-hmm. I'm so thankful to have, but you know, it's like, oh well, I don't know, and nobody's pushing me to find out or to explore, mm-hmm. and so I'm just gonna just gonna freak out and give up. Yeah. You know, which I understand. I mm-hmm. deal with that, even with the amazing support system I have. So we have goal driven. We have people who are scared of goals and. What was the other one? Like frozen. Just, right. I'm not going to set anything. Like paralyzed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I worded that Okay. okay. And I, hope I are feel like, understanding this. Yeah. And
2: I feel like it. Like looking back, you know, 20 years ago when I was 17. <laughs> right. Me too. Right. Girl math. Um, you know, I rounded down. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember feeling that way. Like all three of those boxes checked for me at different, mm-hmm. with different things. Because we did have a support system as far as encouragement for mom and dad. Oh yeah! But also, they didn't really know how to to guide us, like in thinking mm-hmm. of college. And I remember dad being up at school with us, like or be, he would be. I would get called down, and he from you know to the counselor's office, and he'd be like, "In there." Asking, hey Jen, you need to fill up this for a scholarship. Hey Jen, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do this. He didn't know how to do that. Yeah. He literally just showed up at school Mm -hmm. and asked questions because we didn't know how to do it either. Mm -hmm. And so that's that was basically my I mean, I I wouldn't have known. And other friends doing it, either they had older siblings that had already gone through it or parents who had Gone to college, so it'll look different for them.
0: Yeah, totally. And
2: if you don't, if you did not go to college as a, as a parent, mm-hmm. you don't know how to necessarily
0: guide, guide your kids, children in yeah.
2: that. And that is, that's hard.
0: Very hard.
2: And if you don't speak that language, it's mm-hmm. very foreign. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, education is a whole language in and of itself. It is. When well, the way college
1: is set up is stupid.
0: <laughs> and so, mm-hmm.
1: like, I don't even, all. Four of my parents are college educated, and I don't even know what half of these words mean. Kara has a lot of parents and grandparents. I do. I do. (laughs) Hey, more love, I guess. That's right. That's
0: right. And aunts who think that we're her parents. Right. (laughs) It's super cool.
2: Uh, You got two mama, three mama, four mama. That's right. (laughs) A lot of support. Yes. A lot of support. I like how you categorize that. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you. So where do you... Where do you feel like you fit in? Speaking of college, Mm -hmm. because that is in the forefront of your mind, in the mind of your generation right now, what, what is your, where would you put yourself in one of those three boxes thinking about college or just future in general?
1: Um, I honestly would say somewhere in between goal, like needing to have a goal and just kind of overwhelmed by goals in general, because you know, I don't I don't have my path, like, set in stone like a lot of people do. I don't really know for sure, for sure what I want my life to look like. And even if I do, it might not end up like that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, I feel like... Sorry about my gulping, guys. I'm trying <laughs> to keep it to a minimum.
0: She's trying to to ASMR. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can't help it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Juju's got some edits to do. <laughs> I'll go in and try to take out the gulps. Thank you. <laughs> um but yeah i would say like it's important
1: for me to at least have a goal to try Mm -hmm. to you know right now for me that looks like experimenting with what i i like to do Mm -hmm. so that's my goal right now um and also you know try my best in school do Mm -hmm. whatever i can to make sure that i'm proud of the decisions i make right now in the Mm -hmm. future does that make sense yeah yeah um But yeah, I would say, I would say somewhere in between, honestly, in between all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. That's fair. Yeah, And that will probably change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know.
2: Yeah. Well, and I just hate the pressure that society puts on kids who are 17 years old. And it's like, figure the rest of your life out (laughs) in the next year and a half. Yeah. What? Your frontal cortex isn't even formed <laughs> until you're 25. That's right. And we're wanting you kids to be like, well, now I'm out on my own. I've right. had all my, you know, my mom making sure I'm up and making my lunch. Cause yes, I still love to make Harris's lunch. Aww. Like I'm the mom, that's what I do. And I, I, I don't know, like figure it out. Yeah. Pick what you're going to be for the rest of your life. Jessica, mm-hmm. are you what you intended to set to be whenever you set up for college my gosh, 20 years ago? My
0: gosh, Jenny. No, because I'm a trophy wife. And um, wow, I didn't know I was the prize. Neither did Brad. Same. Oh, oh geez yeah no it's a ridiculous it mm-hmm. is a absolutely ridiculous expectation to look at a 17 year old mm-hmm. and be like now pick what you're going to be for the rest of your life right. when
2: and commit thousands tens of thousands of dollars to it that's right
0: Jeez. oh oh absolutely because okay so again we were raised by boomers and um they were told by the world you're going to Finish high school, maybe do some technical training, maybe go to a little trade school. Some people, yes, you know, get their bachelor degree. Right, mm-hmm. if you were very, very lucky, very privileged and lucky, um, and and then go into the world and get a job and work there for thirty five years, mm-hmm. get some good insurance, get some good insurance and a good four hundred one k. Right, get that retirement plan working for you, and you are going to retire and get the gold watch. And, and everything's going to be smooth sailing. And then you'll draw Social Security. Yes. And be poor forever. <laughs> well, no, <and> no, <laughs> no, because they, they had great retirement they did. plans, they did. right? Mm-hmm. So then come along Gen X, and that's gone already. Yeah. Already for us in one generation away. That does not exist anymore. We did not know it didn't exist, though, at the time. Yeah. It, it was coming for us. This happened to us, more in our late twenties and early thirties, mm-hmm. did we begin to see this? Because I remember working when I started working at, at our church, we were trying to transition this this kind of this old Baptist church. We were trying to transition for um, future and emerging generations, younger generation. We wanted young people to come. We mm-hmm. wanted children to be in our church yeah. and have youth, you know, youth group and things. And so we started. That's when I started uh, studying generations, was because I wanted to know. What is important to them? What has shaped them? How do we reach them, like for in this specific way with the gospel of Jesus, but also what drives them, you know? And, um, and I remember studying this and I was in my 20s and it blew me away then because it said like, uh, uh, boomers would go in to the workforce and they would literally retire in the same job. Whoa. Right. And then Gen X comes along and by the time we're out of college and we're in our first job, uh, we're only staying in the same um, job for about four years mm-hmm. okay this is me in my early 20s reading this statistic so about four years five years which was mind-blowing and to our parents they're just like oh these flighty kids yeah they've got they've got commitment issues they can't commit right but the landscape of work and economy was shifting unlike ever before yeah and so that's what was underneath us that was changing and then years later, Uh, as again, as I'm studying and reading for the millennials, it had changed again for our generation, Jenny, it was, we're changing jobs in the same career within four or five years Mm -hmm. of our first job. And then again, in five years, probably another, we're going to go to work for a different company in the same field. Millennials came along, they change careers statistically every two years wow so karis the fact that you're looking into the future and it looks like this vast void Mm -hmm. is so fair oh yeah because the generation just above you like the millennials are all in their 40s now Mm -hmm. welcome Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that the landscape of the world is different Mm -hmm. from you know everything just being um the The economy that used to exist well with technology, it's so different. Yeah. Now we have social media. You can be a full time influencer. What? Mm-hmm. You can be a YouTuber, and that's a
2: thing. That's
1: a th- <laughs> I mean, you can be not... a TikToker. Yeah. Yes. Like,
2: like, what's your job? TikTok. Right.
1: And they make more money than all of us combined. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely.
0: So I'm just saying that, like, it's such a like grandparents. Be gentle with your grandkids yeah. when you throw these questions out. Come, please be informed. Mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. be kind and gentle and informed with the fact that they do not have the future you were presented with yeah they don't steady and consistent doesn't exist mm-hmm. no companies don't last for 30 and no. 35 years anymore once they reach a certain level of of um profit well they're an ipo or they're, get, they're getting sold and chopped up mm-hmm. these companies don't even last like they used to so these kids trying to be like oh i'm just gonna i'm gonna go be a teacher for 35 years who knows what teaching is what Mm education is gonna look like in the next 10 or 20 years exactly so it's just so different and i just think we've got to better manage our expectations instead of being like well they don't know what they're gonna do
2: yeah they're like floundering little you know flitting about they don't care right they care they do
0: care and they're scared yeah i mean and that's so fair like the fact that you don't know what you want to be okay i'm 44 i still don't know what i'm gonna be i'll I'll be something new next year y'all watch (laughs) y'all watch we believe it i mean i'm gonna still be a trophy wife
2: Well, you know,
0: that's in your DNA. uh, (laughs) Yes, amen. Blessed and highly favored. (laughs) Please, I'm joking. I hate that. (laughs) Mockery. (laughs) Yes, mock, mock. Um,
1: Also, I just want to say, like, you're so right, and it it seems so scary, but also, like, high school is one of the most terrifying times of our lives. Right. Like, we're trying to find friend groups, and we're trying to – like we just
0: learned how to freaking drive <laughs> what do you mean we have to decide the rest of our lives you know? and, and you're trying to say no to fentanyl exactly. and pregnancy exactly like. <laughs> it is a hard knock life <laughs> i like how you but said yeah. fentanyl. yeah why you
1: say it like that
2: because it's spelled that way yeah. she just doesn't know it's pronounced fentanyl <laughs>
1: fentanyl
0: <laughs> well all y'all on fentanyl know how to pronounce it good <laughs> Don't expose our secret.
2: <laughs> so, uh, oh, I love it so much. But yeah, it's like... and Also, then also don't do
1: fentanyl. But
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, also like a lot of people... You, you hear from society, have the time of your life in high school. You know, this is the best time. But then also know what you're going to do for the rest of your life (laughs) and volunteer volunteer do all the sports literally be involved
0: make straight a's the expectation is so high yeah and it is make straight a's and be the valedictorian and if you're not just go die yeah and david if you're
1: listening (laughs) not true (laughs) (laughs) it's not true it's dumb yeah it's Mm -hmm. dumb Mm -hmm. and then it's like for people like me who will Break a bone if we run more than four seconds at a time? <laughs> what are we supposed to do? I know. What do you mean extracurricular? <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: what that is. <laughs> you don't want to be a football player, dancer, cheerleader. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Soccer no, player. Dog, I'm mm-hmm. good. I know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the, the weight of the world mm-hmm. is literally on your shoulders. And it's the first question in, in social settings that yeah. people ask is, so what are you going to do? Where are you going to college? And it's almost, I mean, and I know people mean well whenever, because I I do the same thing. Like even whenever Karis and I talk about friends, I'm like, oh, what are they going to do? Where are they, where are they thinking about going? To me, it's like an exciting time looking back because I wish I would have done things so differently. Mm -hmm. So like the world is just an oyster. Like it's just out there for you to go pluck and pick. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the middle of it, and those are the questions that you're faced with in every social setting, it's daunting. It can Mm -hmm. be very daunting.
1: Well, yeah. And. In a lot of cases, I feel like it's a reflection of how older generations don't know how to connect with younger generations. Oh, speak to that. Mm. Because I mean, we're not like you said we're saying earlier. We're not going to do the same things that you did mm-hmm. fifty years ago. We're not supposed to, mm-hmm. like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and with technology, things change every second. Yes. Yeah. So it's unfair to expect that same thing from us. Yes. But, and they may have thrived during that, and that's awesome. But. Mm-hmm most of the time it's not going to be the same
0: for us i remember in that study i was doing it was like 2008 Mm -hmm. 2009 i remember this so vividly like i was legitimately studying generations and things and that as you're speaking about technology um, and i remember hearing or reading the statistic in like 08 09 that said technology was doubling Mm -hmm. every nine months Whoa! Mm-hmm. Back then, and that was when Karis was two or three. Yes, so that's been your worldview, and you've had to keep up with that level. And that was back then. Like, how quickly would would that st- what would that statistic say now? Right? Oh gosh, you right. know, probably probably six months, four months. I don't know. Oh, at least you know. And so, well, think about the algorithms on oh, socials gosh, right now. How quickly crazy. they change? Trends. And just oh my gosh, it's, it's overwhelming. yeah, yeah. And so I can imagine feeling like your world around you is going that pace Mm -hmm. that fast pace constantly changing and evolving and flip-flopping all over the place and then we're moving forward moving forward and now 90s retro is popular (laughs) again we're going backwards or whatever like it's i mean you can't even stay on top of it Mm -mm. and then to think and how am i supposed to make my mark in this in this Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I totally feel for y'all as far as the pressure and it just feeling like, also like, does, does it feel like a pressure to think about Well, what if my goal is to live like a quiet, regular life? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. It, well, because there's no, unless you have like an, an incredible financial support from someone else or from Like, unless you're willing to be stressed out in order to be stable, Mm -hmm. a quiet life right now is not possible Mm -hmm. from what I see. And it's like, there's no, I, this is actually something that I think about all the time. Like, we're not quiet. We don't reflect. We just move. We just move. We just move. Next thing. Next thing. Which is probably telling on the career paths changing like so often. Yeah. Because... We don't know how to be still, mm-hmm. not everybody, but as a generation, I feel like that's very consistent throughout.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a mark of your generation. Yeah. You feel like, mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah. And it's not, I know that like, cause we, I've talked about this with several of my friends, like like my friend and I always talk about how Kiki, if you're watching, I love you. Um, how whenever we get, we're getting ready, like <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh, I'm scared for myself because I can't get ready without having a show on. Or, like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's just what we've been conditioned to do. Mm. Like, have that background noise. Right. Mm -hmm. We can't be still. We can't think.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And if we do try, it is hard. Yeah. So, anyway, that's telling too, because technology is at your fingertips
2: and it's in your ears literally all the time. Yeah. And whenever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I think that that can add to the fear component for y'all too, Mm -hmm. because. Like for us, for our generations, Jess, we had stillness, we had quiet, right. so we had to sit in it and, and let boredom
0: it, and boredom. We had
2: boredom. We don't have that. Yeah, that is so true.
0: And I'm I'm over here quiet because I'm freaking out. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. I have like all these. Yeah. These are like aha moments for me. Please keep talking. Well, cares number one not
2: too long ago because cares yeah. uh, obviously is 17, so she's been driving for over little over a year. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying not too long ago, like, sometimes when I'm driving, it's like, I can't focus. Oh, yeah. And I think that's part of it is because you have to. Exactly. And there isn't that background noise of, I mean, it's like a big job. It's a big responsibility. Right. And that, without the background noise, I mean, I notice whenever I... And by myself for the first time, and I don't have my AirPods mm-hmm. in listening to my book or a podcast, or I don't have music going, or I don't have the noise of the girls or, you know, whatever. Right. Sometimes that silence, I'm like, wait, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. What, why, like, where am I driving? I mean, I found myself doing that. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. And it's not constant for me because I do make myself shut it off. Yeah. But for your generation, it's a constant mm-hmm. background noise. Right
0: absolutely and whenever you've got that much background noise constantly and stimulation like then how can you ever be in tune with your own Mm. voice you're
1: not that's the thing you're not because and I I can speak to this for myself um but like when I I notice for myself which it's hard to you know set boundaries because it's like well this is all we do you know but um I find that whenever I'm on social media a lot and listening to TikTok, everything. It just feels like I'm not me, like I'm a zombie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's very common.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a numb out, isn't it? It
1: is. And also back to what you were saying um, about uh, like having a lack of stillness. I think that that's another reason that my generation has trouble connecting with God mm. because he usually will come to you in the quiet moments mm-hmm. and he'll find you you know whenever but if you really when you when you try to listen that's where you'll find him the most and guess what we don't do that so guess what people aren't looking for God
2: mm.
1: so cuz we don't want to be still we don't want to deal with our emotions yeah and we don't have to because there's so so much like you said stimulation at our fingertips all the time wow so man it's sad but also it can be fun it can be fu- and it, there can be so many good things yeah. but mm-hmm. if you're not careful that's the thing boundaries are important and if you're not careful it can become dangerous mm-hmm.
0: so wow
2: that's powerful sister. oh just, thank you that is
0: powerful oh i'm like contemplating on this wow my brain just like wow um welcome i've been expecting you <laughs> oh my gosh like my face is in my hands right now i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> uh um you know in scripture in the old testament there was a prophet waiting on a word from the lord and he there, there was like a great wind, and he, God, didn't come in that, and you know, and all these big, big, loud things. There was these movements around this prophet, and God wasn't in, in any of them. And then there was a still small voice, a whisper, and that's where God was. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're saying that, that's all I can think about is a generation that cannot recognize Him in the still small voice. Right. But it's a generation that's living real life, mm-hmm. and so when the storm rages, how are you, like? Is it only going to be the aftermath of disaster where they are ever able able to connect with the voice of God? And if mm-hmm. so, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh Lord,
2: <laughs> oh Lord. Who well, says he leads you beside still waters? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like he leads you there he's always going to lead us there. Mm -hmm. So what does he have to strip away for, enable for him to lead us there that we will follow him?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Tell me about that too as far as Your mom just was talking about him leading us um, beside still waters and leading us, you know, to lie down, right? In in green pastures, to he forces us, he calls us to rest. What is rest like for your generation? What is sleep? How how does that come? Is it easy? Is it hard?
1: That I feel like that's a difficult difficult question because everybody deals with it differently. Okay, so um, I'm just going to answer it from from myself and what I see mm-hmm. through others. But I just, I feel like there, there is no rest mm. and it's not, not necessarily like it, it, it is physical because I mean, everybody is so busy and that is high school. Sure. It, mm-hmm. High school is so busy it and is college a busy is pace. busy. Yeah. Yes. And it that's, I feel like that's very, it's normal to sure. be busy. Um, but, I but also, feel like we pride ourselves on that.
2: Oh. We do on being busy. We do. Mm-hmm. It's you, like you can't be still. You right. can't be quiet. You can't have that normal, mm-hmm. low key life. Or it's like, oh, they didn't do anything with their life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's sad. That that's yes. how we exactly. determine
1: success. As if you're on works. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you not do? Yeah. How dare you? You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like when when we don't take the time. To not be busy then there's there's no physical or mental rest, and mm-hmm. like sleep
0: mm-hmm.
1: sleep honestly feels more like an escape than mm. a intentional restful thing. Does that make sense mm-hmm. Wow, and it's sad because. Hello, depression, escape Mm -hmm. the reality and go to sleep. That's what
2: we do as a generation. So let me ask you, because I hear this a lot from parents talking about children, their own children. Mm -hmm. Do your friends know names, obviously, but is talking about anxiety or being anxious or having anxiety, (laughs) is that something that comes up a lot in your
1: conversations? Yeah, I would say so. And honestly, like... (laughs) my friends and I joke about it all the time and part of that is because it, it makes you feel like the world's less scary right yes and it's a connecting factor it's oh. humor for us yeah
0: um, humor about our mental illness <laughs> I get that I we feel ain't, like I, I'm oh, Gen yes. Z right now yeah. right. we ain't right but we're funny that's exactly. <laughs> right that's
1: right and I feel like uh, there there is like a space for healthy joking and it can it can make you honestly better yeah because it makes you feel less crazy but if it becomes to a point where the humor is what stops you from being better, if you're, if you're being funny at the expense of
0: emotional healing, health, yes. exactly,
1: <laughs> that's where it can be dangerous. Yeah. And I feel like that's where my generation gets our humor is yeah. self-deprecation, which again, funny, great until it's too far. Right? Yeah. So I feel like that's, that's a common theme is like, be careful with yourself yeah. and guard your heart really, because if you go too far, you can harm yourself and harm others.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Again, good
1: boundaries. Right. Yeah. Even with your humor. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I would say about that.
0: That's really good. So Thank when you, you do sleep, I want to ask you this. Do okay. you listen to, like, are you still plugged in? Are you listening to a book? Are you listening to the Bible app or the whatever? Are you still plugged in even at bedtime?
1: It depends. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. it depends because, okay, y'all, Leave me alone. I freaking love ASMR. No. Y'all can
0: <gasps> suck it. Y'all can I love suck it. it. I love ASMR, too. No, I love it's it. It's so good. Yep. Oh. Okay, get, Okay. so to anybody listening who doesn't know what ASMR, yeah. give us a tell us okay. and then show us an example.
1: You want me to do ASMR? But tell us what it is first. Rene. Okay, yes. so ASMR is... I believe it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response or Autosensory. She's going to be a doctor, <gasps> y'all. <yo. laughs> no, no pressure,
0: Carrie. No whatever. <laughs> hey, fine. be a
2: doctor and then the nurses have to deal with the, the shots. True. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. But yeah, um, it's basically like it's the sensation you get from when other people move in a relaxing way or make sounds Sounds. so like if you remember being in kindergarten and like your friends would play with your hair that kind of relaxing feeling that you get that's asmr the
0: tingles the tingles Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
1: -hmm. so um unfortunately i will not be giving you guys an example because i will be boom roasted so how about you guys give us an example
0: roast us gen z oh
1: we're we're going come for us yeah
0: come for us yeah
1: so
2: um i do not like tapping Uh -uh, but sometimes it's like
0: yeah, I, I don't, can't stand right. it. No, me either. But sometimes it's and people get like like chills and tingles. Yeah, yeah. Like it's
1: relaxing. Yeah.
0: Right. A, just for anybody listening who thinks it's weird, this is a non-sexual thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: And people make it weird. But yeah. It doesn't have to no, be. No, it doesn't. But then there's that
2: funny guy who's like yeah. chomping his gum. He's like, you know what's relaxing? Gum gum. gum.
0: gum. You know what I like to chew? Gum. <laughs> <laughs> He makes me laugh and want to sleep. (laughs) We Uh, need to, y'all need to find that link and put it in the chair. It is the
2: best. You was delicious. It's delicious. Gum. (laughs) Delicious. (laughs) Bubblegum.
1: But his can also be whispering like this. Like I'm going to fall asleep right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) An
0: inaudible.
2: Like a tattoo (laughs) word. See, whenever I hear the inaudibles, I'm like, wait. I think they said a word. I what know. Word I, I, I try, try to out hear what, what the saying. inaudible <laughs>
0: whispers are too. And all oh. of you all are like, "What are you talking about? This is a real thing." Yeah. A S M R make Look it up. bazillions of dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. To put us to sleep. And some of them read scripture, and I do love yeah. those. Yes. So. Or
2: black like brushing
1: hair, oh, or yeah. fixing hair, or doing makeup tutorials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Link, with the whisper below yeah. of our favorites, we we because will. we all need to experience. If you have trouble sleeping try it out might
0: be weird but try it out or you have the opposite response like brad it makes him angry like he hates it really Uh uh-huh it makes him feel anxious and and yeah me calms me down yeah you know that's
1: called misophonia what when sounds like make you uncomfortable and it makes you feel like like your skin's crawling
0: like when brad breathes too heavily yes yes that's called marriage I can listen. Brad's always like, I don't understand. You listen to other people whisper and breathe into a microphone. It makes you sleep. But if I'm breathing next to you, you want to kill me. Yes, sir. I Correct. do. Accurate. <laughs> I'm a trophy wife. I shouldn't yeah, have to deal, deal with that. these things. <laughs> oh my okay. So that's ASMR. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's one of the things that sometimes you stay yeah. plugged into to like help you sleep and mm-hmm. relax. Anything else?
1: Um, When I was little, I used to put on shows Mm -hmm. like Good Luck Charlie or whatever it might be to help me fall asleep. But now as I'm older, like if I listen to it, it'll suck me back in and I feel more awake. Yeah. So either I'll listen to ASMR or like rain sounds. I really like those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just like. I'm afraid of the dark. Um, at age seventeen, cool. And <laughs> like terrified. Let's just make jokes about so, it. It'll go away. Exactly. No more fear, right? <laughs> So, I'll do a nightlight and I'll turn on my air purifier. Guys, if y'all want my sleep routine, ask. It's awesome. I sleep like a freaking baby. <laughs> I love it. So, would you like one of those sound machines your sisters got for Christmas? I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. Okay. Also, go ahead and get me a sleep mask. I really want one of those and a bonnet for my hair. I really oh my need gosh. it, guys. Oh my gosh. You know, she you're- is going to live in my basement. I- Staying single. How dare you? Hit me up if you're if you're into all this. <laughs> the bubble gum chewing guy's gonna call you. I'll be like, hey girl. <laughs> hey, I'm into it.
0: <laughs> so good. Oh, okay, okay. Good. I love that." Talking about goals and grace and all these things, don't you feel like? being able to even have the energy to even face a goal. Mm-hmm. Rest is so tied to that yes. being rested. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It's hard. Cause it's like, I know, I know I need to rest, but I just want to go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. So what does rest look like for you? Because you said sleep
2: is more of an escape. Yeah. So what does rest look like for you in your generation? Mm-hmm. Cause I know for me, I'm go, go, go physically all day long, Mm -hmm. whether it's doing housework or running errands or, you know, getting ready for the next episode or whatever. So I can stay mentally go, go, go or physically go, go, go. So for me, rest sometimes is literally sitting down and opening a book and reading it Mm -hmm. and kind of tuning out, numbing out to a fiction book. Right. Sometimes it's literally like laying in silence or sitting in my car and eating a sheet cake. (laughs)
0: hey whatever you got to do <laughs> don't you lie it's those double doozies from great american we all know jennifer mm-hmm. michelle Bus. not a sponsor but we would love
2: for you yes, to yes totally um i have eaten my weight and um retirement and double doozies <laughs> <laughs> in my car um so what does rest look like for you
1: honestly right now it doesn't mm. i don't get a whole lot of that mentally physically yeah. sure but
0: but your brain is still going even when your body's going. still mm-hmm. absolutely
1: and then I feel like because my brain's going I should be physically doing something
0: yes mm. you know
1: and that could just be me a me thing like because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people really value their rest and they they get it and they read or they listen to music or they just unwind um, I
0: you don't, don't clean yeah I oh yeah you do clean you're right sometimes you I forget
1: things about myself yeah Harris uh, yeah,
2: is a phenomenal cleaner like she yeah. will put on her headphones and whether she's listening to music a show podcast whatever she gets i mean her room is like spotless in her bathroom i mean it's ridiculous
0: there was like a time in like over christmas break mm-hmm. or something or right before christmas break and i was like why don't you come over and we'll like have a movie night and baby will build a fire and we'll have snacks you were like You lit up like the sun and I thought you were going to say yes. And you said, Juju, I can't, I'd love a rain check because I'm going to clean tonight. (laughs) Yes. And you were so excited. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I did not know that was a form of like self-care for you. It is. Okay.
1: And also it like sets my week, it's a form of therapy for me because Mm. it sets my week up for success Mm. and I feel like if there's dust on my counter yeah there is dust in my mind and therefore i will shut down and not talk to you so
0: mm-hmm.
1: thank you lysol please <laughs> <Yes>. sponsor us <laughs> yes
0: for real <laughs> i love it
1: yeah but anyway so yeah i feel like rest looks very different for a lot of people mm-hmm. so i don't feel like i can really answer that globally yeah for generation wide so yeah yeah hmm i like yeah, that thank you
2: yeah and i think it's the same across the board like we mm-hmm. all do different things mm-hmm. Some people think that like Jeremy, if he wants to rest, it, the the thing for rest for him looks like an activity. Right. Brad, Brad too. And Jeremy cannot sit still Brad and either. feel at peace. Oh no. Right. And he finds peace, but not in like still moments of sitting in silence. That would be like nails on a chalkboard for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Honestly, I see
1: I relate to that. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: sometimes for me, I'm like, silence is deafening. And I'm like, nope, I gotta have some noise and be up and do something, but mm-hmm. still Maybe even just contemplating, like talking to God. Right. Yes. Like I'm cleaning, but I'm I'm more intentional in that cleaning moment, talking to God, than I am sitting down and having a quiet time
0: <laughs> at five thirty a.m. chair. No. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> chair, You know. Yeah. Just <laughs> yes. falling asleep. What you're doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's yeah. just be real. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way too. Yesterday I was like coming off of like just a really busy week. Like I said, at the top of this episode, I had a lot of content to write last week. So my brain was just even my dreams were busy and I, my mm-hmm. sleep was real broken last yeah. week. Several times I've, I, one night I slept two hours mm-hmm. and it was just the most miserable, mm-hmm. restless night. And, um, and so yesterday I had, I had preached at our church and, um, and I got home and I, I told Brad, I was like, I have to Sabbath, like I have to Sabbath hard today. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, me too. And so what that looked like for me was I put on my pajamas at like 12, 20 PM after church mm-hmm. and I got on the sofa and like wrapped myself in a blanket and I had my computer there and I turn on a TV show I love and I binged and sometimes I pulled out my laptop and I work for me in like these little things that like for the show, for our show here, I just worked on a few things and it helped my mind because when I've gone that pace, then being still makes me feel anxious.
2: So for you, creativity is an outlet.
0: Creativity is a huge, I love it.
2: You get on the apps and you build Um, all this content and you're like, look at what I built and I'm like... (laughs) i am stressed out what like did you do it on your phone or your computer and i just start
0: thinking of all the logistics and i'm like you have to crop a picture (laughs) yes and i am like calm i'm like i loved it and brad for it looked like for him he went out and literally like tilled up our front yard he did farm words he he did farm words Ho. You know what Brad said? He said y'all were not uh, sowing a season in your twenties. Y'all were hoeing a season. (laughs) How dare you, sir? Be so accurate, (laughs) so accurate. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness and redemption. Amen. But so Brad went outside and like built like you came to drop the girls had a sleepover last night and Jenny comes to drop them off and she's like, well, what is happening in your front? I mean, like uh, he tilled fourth of an land. Yeah. He tilled it by hand. Yeah. And just was happy as can be. Cause it was beautiful out and that's what he needed to do. But for me that looked different and yeah, so cleaning, creating, yeah, being in nature, whatever, activity. Mm-hmm. Like the like it can all look you know It doesn't
2: have to follow a formula. No, I guess that's what right. we're saying across yeah. the board. Yeah. But still taking that time to
0: to just be in touch with yourself yeah and to the parents listening i want to say like we're, we're, what we're talking about here is i feel like what we're trying to offer you is when you're looking at your kids and you're like why is she wasting time on like me like okay mm-hmm. i'm on canva i'm creating i'm creating art why is she wasting time on her computer maybe she's not yeah and maybe that is her rest and her sabbath like mm-hmm. look at it from a different perspective you know just because it's not the way you're wired and the way you unwind doesn't mean that what they're doing is wrong or right. bad or you're not good for or them, not kids healthy.
2: kids these days. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it can just look different. Yeah. Let's like respect that. And then what, once we can identify that in our kids, it will help us help them, yeah. I think, too. Because we're like, oh, great. Karis, don't come over for food and a fire and a movie. <laughs> Clean your bathroom. <laughs> How dare you <laughs> and, but you know what had I known that I would have like shown up and with like a new you know package of like gloves for oh. you to use and like Lysol I was like, gonna here, say, I love you
2: uh, come over and I'll have cleaning supplies in my bathroom <laughs> 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 totally. you can clean my bathroom
0: before we have movie night yes but no. like cause bb would kill me oh you yeah. already know that yes yeah <laughs> no bb doesn't clean our bathrooms I clean our bathrooms oh, because that's also my thing I love it too yes. it's weird mm-hmm. I don't want him him to clean the bathroom. I want to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get it. Okay. I love that. Thank you. That's going to help somebody to be like, oh, that's one of my kids doing that. And so many kids don't have the, uh,
2: maybe not the relationship, but maybe just not the vernacular to be like, this helps me to chill out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because maybe in their own minds, they're thinking, well, it's just another way to detach. But really, it's a way to rest. And we've got to, instead of making it so personal against people Mm -hmm. or against a generation it's what they're doing for themselves Mm -hmm. yep and that's that's good it is good
1: i also think that's uh funny that you say that when we have like intrusive thoughts i know that a lot of my peers say that um whenever they're whenever what they're really doing is actively fighting against those intrusive thoughts and becoming like the victor in their own mind against those what they think they're doing is lying to themselves Mm. And what they think they're doing is deceiving themselves. So, in that, you're deceiving yourself by saying that you're deceiving yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's kind of a stretch from what you said, but if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. Because a lot of times we feel like we're just like
2: mind numbingly doing something. Right. when really, that's the thing that we need to do for self preservation or right. to still our minds mm-hmm. and maybe to detach from those intrusive thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, well, maybe cleaning your bathroom yeah. looks. Well, that's a terrible idea because every mom is going to be like, please, please, how do I get my kid to play in their freaking bathroom?
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's yes. a terrible example, but maybe it is
2: like going outside and you're kicking the ball around or, right. you know, whatever outside people do. Or going to get... <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> how would or-
1: we Or for my inside people, going to get a sweet treat. Yes. yes. Yeah. In your yeah. car. Yes. Alone. Alone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why are y'all looking at me? I don't
2: know me. I'm, oh, I'm it's... self-deprecating because I eat double doozies oh. in my car
0: by myself. <laughs> yeah. The skinny 40 year old. I don't do it as much
2: anymore. Um, but yeah, like it seems like a behavior that maybe we shouldn't do, but really that's the behavior that we're trying to block out the be- the truly bad thoughts right. that are infiltrating our minds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, And fill it with better things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a double doozy. Exactly. <laughs> totally like Bring a double it home, doozy, man.
2: <laughs> how do you feel about failing a goal? Whether that's something that's minimal, or how do you even feel about thinking about your future mm-hmm. and knowing like failure's a possibility? I.
1: I actually, I wrote this in my notes. The possibility of failing a goal scares me, but if I do fail, I always find myself coming out stronger and wiser than I was before. So if I feel like I'm going to fail something, that's terrifying for me. But once I fail it, this, is, this might just be a Karis thing, but I almost feel better because it's like,
0: hmm. But I didn't die. I didn't die. I made it right. Yeah, like that failure didn't kill me. Exactly. I literally thought that would just kill me. That would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I here I am. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Exactly. And the lessons you learn from failure. Right. The mistakes that you make. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I have learned so much more about myself and mm-hmm. others, and maybe what I never thought about myself before. Like I learned something new about myself,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and in failing than ever in success right
0: did you win or did you learn
2: exactly Exactly. instead
0: of did you win or did you lose or did you like hit the goal or did you fail the goal look no Mm -hmm. did did i did i do it or Mm -hmm. did i learn Mm -hmm. or and it could be both it could be both (laughs) amen yeah
1: amen so yeah um a few of my friends said that you know failing scares them a lot but also i know from they didn't overtly say this, but from their behavior, I know that failure helps us to grow. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like I said earlier, it helps us to be better than we were before.
0: No. Yeah. Failure so. is a good teacher. Mm-hmm. It's It's like the best teacher. Mm-hmm. And then two, I think whenever we fail at something and it's been one of those, maybe it's a goal that is set in front of us, but we've put that in front of other people. Mm-hmm. We've let other people know, like, I'm, I'm going to take this essay, you know, pre SAT right. test and I really need the score or whatever. And then we, we come short, like we fall short and we don't right. hit that goal. I think to the response of the people around you, mm-hmm. that in itself is 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 a teacher mm-hmm. that okay? I failed at this, and everybody still loved me. Mm-hmm. Nobody disowned me. Nobody shamed me. And the, and the ones that if they did, bye. Yeah, thanks. It you just you told that's right. You just told me who you are in my mm-hmm. life, and I'll tell you now who you are not in my life. That's right. And you're not mm-hmm. in my circle, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think those things also te- teach our kids that. If you're going to fail at these, like what we would call like little things to them, to y'all, Karis, you're feeling like it's everything to us. We're like, this is not life and death. But it feels like that when you're the one facing the big obstacle mm-hmm. in front of you or the the goal. And then how we respond is going to teach you mm-hmm what you can bring, what failure you can bring to us and what you can't. Mm -hmm. And that's true of your parents. That's true of the church. That's true of education and teachers, like how they, you know, quote unquote fail in the small things and how we respond is teaching them what they are safe to bring to us in their failures. Like we need to handle it so much better, even when the response needs to be, be disciplined for whatever yeah, reason, you know? Yeah, because
2: some some failures do come with yes. a, a hard conversation yep, or a reality check a or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But there's love in that yes. or there should be yep, and acceptance and, you know, we're, we're going to fail forward together. Yes. So Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so Jessica, you, when we were talking about all of this, you brought up a, a woman that you have been following on the socials for a while and you have gotten me hooked on her. Oh my gosh. And you specifically remember uh, reading about or seeing this um in dealing with goals and grace Mm -hmm. and especially with failure Mm -hmm. triggers versus glimmers yes so tell us more about that and about where you heard that what it means and then we'll get into some questions about that with karis
0: okay so the person that jenny's speaking of who i follow is dr amy cuddy c-u-d-d-y she is um a professor Um, she was at harvard i'm not sure exactly where she lectures anymore but um she's brilliant follow her on instagram she's an incredible teacher and she uh studied her her line of of study was about i think she's a sociologist and psychologist um and she studied power dynamics. This was like her, what she studied and what she taught on. And she has a very famous TED talk about um, body posture and how changing your body posture for just two minutes can actually re um, uh, recalculate your. Hormones, testosterone and cortisol. And so she's the one that taught us how to power pose. Mm. If you've ever heard of power posing, like they call it the Wonder Woman, you know, you stand with your hips kind of apart and your hands on your hips and you power pose and you, you hold that pose for two minutes. It literally recalibrates the testosterone in your body, which brings your testosterone up and brings your stress hormone, your cortisol lower. So it makes you ready, more ready and able to deal with high stress situations like, job interviews, or maybe it's, um, taking that SAT test, like anywhere where you need to feel more powerful, you can do these little tiny tweaks and it really helps you to show up in kind of the best actual state of your hormones. Okay. So Dr. Amy Cuddy, um, on her Instagram, she often, uh, talks about her research and what she's learning. And she's the one that introduced to me this idea of triggers and glimmers. So we know what triggers are, right? Something is said or done around you that triggers um, typically a negative emotional emotional response inside of you. Um, you see something and it reminds you of Trauma or trauma. It usually is. It's a, it's typically trauma triggers. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it takes you back and it kind of makes you like tense up internally or shut down or shut down. Exactly. But then she's talking about glimmers And these are things that actually take us to the opposite, to this high place, to this joyful place inside of our heads and our hearts. And it doesn't always have to be attached. A glimmer is not always attached to a memory. Sometimes it's attached to a hope, Mm -hmm. a feeling of forward joy. And so she said it could be something simple like maybe it's like the cup of coffee at the beginning of the day or something that just takes you to that good place. And it doesn't have to be daily glimmers. But uh, when she said that, what it reminded me of is um, our family has a gracious friend who we, I love him so much, and he is gracious and lets us go stay at his lake house in the summer. And it's always a time for me of when we go there of like Sabbath, because I do a lot of reading and writing when I'm at his his lake house, because that the water does that for me and he has this beautiful back patio and Brad's an early riser and so he loves to wake up really early and be on the water early and I usually like sleep in I'm a you know a late crawler in the morning but I will wake up and Brad will have the coffee ready and I'll get I'll just pour that first cup of coffee and I go sit out on the balcony with like my bible and my journal and the water and the boats and people going by and the sound of the water And that coffee in my hand, that's a glimmer for me. Mm -hmm. And every summer, like I cannot wait for that moment. Like it fills my spirit in a way I can't even describe. Yeah. And so for me, that's one of the big glimmers. But a glimmer doesn't have to be that huge. It could be something, you know, it could be a good conversation that you have with friends. It's like, again, it's just sparking that hope and that joy for something good to come. Um, even if it's just, I'm going to have a good day. Yeah. But um, I I love that because we're also, tr- we are such a triggered generation. Like we're all triggered, uh, which I would say like, we got to work on our triggers. Yeah. We've got to become like we gotta up our EQ, our emotional <laughs> intelligence, we gotta we gotta do the work, right? Um, but I love let's reclaim our glimmers, mm-hmm. you know, and so that that's where the concept comes from. Dr. Amy Cuddy.
1: Okay. So uh, for my generation, trigger, bad, glimmer, good
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so the whole dissertation I gave, you summed up in four words. <laughs> Pre- appreciate you. Well, yours was better. No, it wasn't. Just had to give a It wasn't. Yours was better. I love it. So say it again, Karis.
1: Trigger, bad, glimmer, good. And if you need to have me repeat that a few more times, just go back 15 seconds, okay? I believe in you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. Smart, A, Better than being a dummy. That's right. Okay, so Jenny, you have a question attached to trigger and glimmer.
2: Yes. Okay, so speaking of triggers and glimmers, does the word goal elicit the feeling of trigger or glimmer for you, Karis?
1: I said both. Okay. Um, I did a little... I I wrote down a few answers beforehand. But yeah, I said immediately it's a trigger because it seems daunting and scary, but it gives me hope when I stop to think about it realistically and break it down into easier, more attainable goals. And also when I pray that God will give me peace and strength about it. So I would say immediately trigger Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm going to fail. Okay. But when I actually... Kind of think think about it more and put my fear down and just mm-hmm. think think about it through uh, less scary eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels a little bit more hopeful. But if you're asking immediately, then yes, I would say a trigger. Yeah. But um, one of my best friends um, said that it gives him a glimmer immediately. He said,
0: "What um, a nerd!"
1: Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You're a nerd, Robert. Thank you. We love you, Robert. Oh my gosh. It's Robert. He's not a yes. nerd. I love Robert. We love you, Rob. He <laughs> will be you. listening. So Aww, we love you so, so Robert, much. Robert, I love you so much. I was just kidding. Sorry. She, she thought you. it was the other friend. Yeah, I did. My one other friend. Yeah. Um, but he said whenever whenever he sets a goal, it um it gives him a reason to go out and work hard. And when he achieves that goal, it's one of the best feelings ever. Mm. So for him, it drives him. Oh, mm. wow. For me, it feels a little bit scary. So mm-hmm. you kind of have two different sides with that. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate
0: to both sides. Mm-hmm. So is he yeah. an Enneagram 3 or an Enneagram 7?
1: I'm going to be honest. I have no clue. Robert, if you've taken the test, let me know.
0: I think he's a nine. Oh, totally. That's... This is the
1: segment where we psychoanalyze. What is it? Psycho- mm-hmm. psycho-analyze. psychoanalyze?
0: You're welcome. I think he could be a nine or a three but Robert is so positive I can totally see yeah. him like okay like even with the challenge that makes your stomach mm-hmm. like flip the butterflies that's mm-hmm. kind of like oh I'm a little triggered but no this is good this is it's like good. This, this is a really. good oh yeah. you know this is gonna drive me so he'll you know. always
1: rise up to the challenge oh yeah I yeah. love that yeah. I love
0: that mm-hmm. about I love that about him he yeah. he exu- he literally like exudes that oh, presence yeah. yes so but I love that that's his perspective on mm-hmm. a goal yeah. I and the
1: fact that he looks forward to hard work
2: Oh, mm. yeah. Come on now. Always. Robert.
1: You know, I'm just going to brag on you, Rob. Um, He has been such a great, great friend because he's kind of, he we kind of balance each other out. Like, he just kind of gives me hope when it feels like the whole world is crumbling down. Yeah. You know? Love yeah, you, he's Rob. He's very positive. Yeah. But
2: not like stupid positive. Like, <gasps> no, come on. ridiculous. Exactly. Like, he is so genuinely Encouraging. Yeah. I wouldn't say just positive. He's encouraging. Well he's
1: optimistic. He knows that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Always. So we love you, Rob. Love you, Rob. Love you, Rob. Love it. Okay. Thanks for helping me out. Yeah.
2: Thanks for your answers too. And for contributing to this conversation. Always. Thank you. Very helpful.
0: Karis's friend group is real, real smart. (laughs) Like real smart, nerdy nerds, and I love them. And um and they said they're coming for us. They're yeah. going to yeah. take over our podcast. Yeah. Um, and I believe them. Yeah, we are.
1: Uh, so <laughs> I don't want you guys to feel like that's a joke. Like, I'm serious. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Guys,
1: we ride at dawn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'll have 10 million followers <laughs> in 30 minutes.
2: Exactly. I love it. So We're rich. a little unhinged.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, so
2: based yes. on the success or failure that you've seen with adults in your life how do you feel about goals and failures based on and remember
0: i'm sitting right <laughs> here so yeah. uh, i well, don't know what you're talking tread about lightly because my heart is brittle <laughs> it's not right it's so, no, so no 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 <laughs> say it girl um we know our failures oh, Stress oh, us oh, yeah. so.
1: well i it it gives me hope honestly
0: because that you'll do better <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um it I feel like because sp- this is specific kinda to y'all, but I know it can be different for other people's lives. Um but like I know that y'all's lives didn't end up where you had originally thought they would. But I think they've been better mm-hmm. than what you thought. And so um Not to be sappy, but it feels like no matter what you think you have for yourself, God's always got something bigger and better, Mm
0: -hmm. and you don't even
1: know about it. So that's what gives me hope because, I mean, how many times did you fail that test, mama? (laughs) (laughs) Three?
2: (laughs) A lot. (laughs) And then that one marriage?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't I know it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it just, I feel like it helps me to realize that you're not a failure because you failed or you're not. I mean, technically we are,
2: but
0: (laughs) yeah, by definition. Yes. (laughs) But. But we didn't sit in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did for a while, but. I was going (laughs) to say. You've watched me sit in some tough stuff for a lot of years. And so I'm so glad that it's only barely scarred you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Know what that's what family is for, mm-hmm. is for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i would say it gives me hope and it inspires me to keep going even if you don't know
0: yeah yeah so thank you baby mm, thank yeah. you thanks for not listing my failures <laughs>
1: always Judge. that's next week's episode <laughs>
0: Oh, I think we've had to cancel you for
1: next <laughs> yeah. week. You're just going to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh Goodness man! Gracious.
0: So, what do you want to be when you grow up? Where yeah. are you going to go to school? What when are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? Yeah. So, no pressure. I actually have plans right now. So. Okay,
2: good. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's nice talking to you. Oh, you mean like plans today? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's what I meant Until
0: five p.m. And I was making a joke, like maybe don't approach a high school yeah. with those questions. Yeah. And that's a note to myself because I do that too. Because I'm trying to make, because sm- I do care. Like, yeah. What are you going to do? Like. Mm. A, and I'm thinking, well,
2: and we think the world of you yes. and your friends, like yeah. the the sky is literally your limit. And it's like, we think, gosh, you could do such great things. But at, sometimes those questions seem so invasive and so in your face and more daunting than mm-hmm. exciting for you because you're in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And so, and we have failed so much that we're like, hey, you know what, you, what like, again, mm-hmm. what, what you thought would kill you was the greatest teacher right. and just
1: god had different things planned for you mm-hmm. and well and yeah go no, ahead no you go ahead i was just gonna say honestly like i think what feels so scary about that question is it feels so personal and a lot of the time people ask us that when they don't even know anything about us yeah yeah and it's like that's one of the most personal questions you can ask yeah because it's my it's my life
0: yeah and mm-hmm. it's
1: like these are struggles that you've, I've, at least for me, I've had to deal with in my own mind. Yeah, of thinking, is this really what I want to do? Yeah, and that just feels too vulnerable of a question to ask. Yeah. To so what do you think you is, is a better way? Because you know, like I feel like if
2: an adult speaks to a teenager and mm-hmm. asks them that. Like, they're trying to find common ground. They're trying to have a relationship, even if it's just for that moment. They're trying to find a connecting thing. It's
0: like, I'm interested in you, and I believe in... Like, if your friend says, if I'm like, Rob, what are you going to be when you grow up, bud? What are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to be a rocket scientist. (laughs) I am going to be like, yes, you are, buddy. I believe it. Like, you can say that. But, I mean, also, I think y'all ought to be funny and just be like, well, we're just going to try to stay out of jail and
1: off the pole. (laughs) Yeah, like I mean... And some people are going to do the opposite of That's that. That's right.
0: That's right. I'm just trying to stay out of jail, Miss yeah. Miss Phillips. I'll mm-hmm. be like,
1: great. Mm-hmm. So
2: I got to the point in high school where some people would ask, and I'd be like, well, I'm going to be a stripper.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. That was hilarious. It was That's super
2: awesome. um, embarrassing for the parents. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't tell everybody that. Yes. But I was like, well, I'm just going to say it because, you know. I'm tired
0: of yes. Because it's a <laughs> yeah. stupid question. Here's yeah. a stupid answer. Yeah. Well, in college, I got tired of that, too. And I remember I was dating this guy. And so his he had family that was in town. And we were meeting for the first time. And it's like, this is Jessica. Oh, you're in college. What are you going to do? And I said, um uh, I been I'm in school to be but to become a diesel mechanic. And I kept a straight <laughs> face and for a whole weekend. Me and my boyfriend and his whole and his parents, we all pretended I was really training to become oh a diesel gosh. mechanic. She picked diesel mechanic, I picked stripper. Yes. It, it was the funny cuz his aunt and uncle like started to laugh and we were all like and they were just—I mean, they did not—and they would ask questions, and then like they were car people, and so then like the dad and the boyfriend would tell me what to say, and we that's kept awesome. on a facade for the whole weekend. It was that's so fun. The best. So, that's yeah, incredible. nobody asked me questions about being a stripper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it shut it down. That's honestly what you got to do. That was sometimes. like the
0: number five flex of my life. I like, don't it. talk
2: to me. Oh That's yeah, I'm
0: making them comfortable. So, listen, you were on a lot of prayer chains in this city. <laughs> Every little Baptist church in Odessa was like, pray for Jeannie Johnson. <laughs> She's called to a stripper. I in
1: That's fact funny. did not become a stripper. No, you, Thank you did not. The, the Lord. Lord. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: know I've I'm trying to think of an alternate question. It's just so hard to relate with older people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for them to relate to younger people. I mean, you could be like, "Well, what are you going to lose the weight?" <laughs> <laughs> When are you going to stop complaining about that husband of yours? Right. That's my
0: question. When are you going to do some work, Sheila? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when are you going to get some counseling, Martha? For real. For real. Oh, yeah,
2: we
1: don't want to be asked those questions, do no. we? No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. That's okay.
2: And maybe a lot of it is, like, people who don't have that faculty in your life don't bring it up to those kids Mm -hmm. right like if you truly don't know someone well don't lead with a life-altering question
1: for real yeah you know just
2: just be sensitive to to the moment and the the
0: relationship and whether that's very minimal or you know or just if you feel like you need to say something it's the moment just be like i'm so excited for your future i don't know what it holds but it holds you and i believe so much good about you yeah like, from what I've heard from your family and what I mm-hmm. see on the socials, like I'm so excited for what God has for mm-hmm. you in the future. Because that can be genuine from the heart yeah. without you having mm-hmm. to put them on the spot and make them feel like they have to give you, a stranger, an answer mm-hmm. that they they haven't even worked out yet. Yeah. Again, I'm 44. I haven't even, even worked it out yet mm-mm. for my own self.
1: <laughs> or you don't have to make it about the future yeah future is scary like Mm. keep it keep it right now yeah you know because i feel like we miss a lot looking to the future that's so true that is true all we have is right now i mean as cliche as that is but yeah i don't know ask them like what's what are you enjoying at school right now or Mm -hmm. what are your favorite things to do Mm -hmm. in your free time something like that
0: Mm -hmm. okay Okay. so we're gonna ask you that what are you
1: enjoying at school right now I am enjoying getting to know my friends. I feel like I have established a really awesome friend group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and
0: I like that you have guy friends and girlfriends. I, I think it's so healthy. I know. I've mm-hmm.
1: never had that, so it's, yeah. it's nice. I yeah. love you guys if y'all are listening. Y'all are my favorite.
0: We love you, too. Yeah, yeah I love you. This is Juju. <laughs> and
2: Juice. I told her to be friends with y'all first. Yeah. Back in ninth grade. True. That is true.
0: Yeah. This
1: is ant juice. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? I don't know. Guys, I think it's time to go. I don't know why it's funny, but it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have anything else from your friends or from you that you want to add to this goals and grace episode?
1: I just say, people my age, don't put so much pressure on yourself to know exactly what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And adults stop being jerks.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> amen. Gosh, we amen. are tired of dealing with
1: it.
0: Yeah.
2: Ugh. Well, and I will say, you know, part of being the mom is knowing your kid and where they're at and what their personality is like. And so for you, Karis, when I ask things, you know, I'm, I'm asked a million questions a day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm aware. Yeah. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Why do you and Jeremy do that to me? <laughs> but it really is trying to um, find out things mm-hmm. because if you're not just like openly sharing things. You got to find things out. And there is a certain level of, you know, meeting deadlines because mm-hmm. certain colleges, it, it's yeah. it's a reality. Uh-huh. And so you do have to face the reality of it. And so sitting down and saying, "Hey, we need to talk about this," but like for you, you can't do it on the fly. I'm not a person who wants to sit down and talk about something serious just right in the moment Mm -hmm. when somebody else is ready for it. So maybe like for me, I know with you, we need to schedule a time to say, hey, we need to sit down and talk about this by maybe, you know, one time this weekend, set some time aside so that we can sit down and talk about Mm -hmm. college things because deadlines are coming up and Mm -hmm. things like that. But for you to come home from a long day of school and me to be like. Did you do some volunteer hours? Did you? Yeah. What have you decided about this? Have you filled up this form? Did you sign? That's not helpful. Mm-mm. And as a mom, it's my responsibility to guide and govern our relationship. Yeah. And now that you're getting older, you have a responsibility in that too. Mm-hmm. But as the mom, if you know your kid's going to shut down, do not berate them. No. Just know your kid and say, hey, we need to talk about some serious stuff here. It's, it's going to take about 15, 20 minutes. So tell me a day that we can do this. Because that's what we want. We that's want right. respect mm-hmm. for our time and our personalities too. Yes. So bestow that onto your children. Show them that what that looks like. Yes. Because you have to show respect.
0: Absolutely. You don't just
2: get it. That's right. right. I will fight any parent on that. Just because you're the parent doesn't yeah. mean that you're respectable.
0: That's right. Some of Amen. you suck. Yeah. That's right. So,
2: and sometimes I suck and I don't honor. I don't get the respect
1: that I want because I haven't earned it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good.
2: Would you say that that's fair?
1: Oh yeah. I mean like you're a pretty a wonderful mom, but there have even been times where I'm like I just need you to be quiet right now. Yeah. Like I've had a long day. I don't want to talk about my future. I want to go watch new girl. Leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so and I've done the same thing too where I'm bombarded with questions after a long day and so yeah, I would say let your kid be the one to lead that conversation like when you're actually talking about logistics because the future feels like everybody's telling you what to do, and you don't want to hear that from your own parents. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like I'm not working yeah. that
0: well. Yeah, so be willing to meet your parents yeah. in the middle and schedule the conversation. Yeah. Right, because it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Right, right? we got to be wise, and you know, we have to move forward. But mm-hmm. We have to have the conversation. Yeah. right. But so schedule it, and then, but parents give space yes. when it's time to sit down and talk. That you ask questions mm-hmm. good questions and you let the kid answer yeah and also kids come come correct to the meeting yeah
2: be prepared be because prepared,
0: you know and be willing even to say i don't know let's explore and let's wrestle it out mm-hmm. what we don't know okay like both both, both. parties yes. yeah yeah because
1: it, i don't know what i'm doing yeah and neither do
0: you most of the rhyme. time well yeah,
1: that sounds terrible yeah yeah
0: well, your first kid going to college—it's a bit. Yeah, it's, we don't yeah, know what I, we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the guinea pig. Sorry.
1: <laughs> well, not that for
0: it. <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, it's just—it's a being in relationship, doing it together, not putting all the pressure on you, but also not skirting the pressure either. Right. Because life—I mean, that's just life. Oh yeah, you're going to have things that you have to do. You have to do deadlines. You have to meet certain things. Right. But being just respectful of each other
1: <laughs> sorry my mom is making a really weird movement with her hand why do i always do that just ing- imagine the this Grinch is why i can't have a youtube because i do weird
2: things with my hands she's all
1: curled up in a ball and her hand is like i don't even know That <laughs> look like
2: a pterodactyl <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness no.
1: get off of here it's the end that's right
2: goodbye well we love you sis and we're so thankful for your voice and your wisdom and you sharing your thoughts and your heart and um we love you
1: love you thanks for
2: having me
0: i love y'all love Love you you. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for sharing your time with us.
2: You can follow us on Instagram at JenandJuice.ig and on Facebook at JenandJuice. And I'm Jenny. You can follow me on Instagram at JennyHill.ig. That's Jenny with the J and an I.
0: And I'm Juice, a.k.a. Jessica. You can follow me on Instagram at jessicaphillips.ig. We can't wait to meet you here again next week as we continue these conversations where, as always, we're here to help a sister
2: and brother out.
1: Peace out, dudes.